G'day everybody, it's Peps, it's J-Dog, it's Lace Out for round six of AFL action and we are back, we've had the fortnight off, we had to have the bye for various reasons and we'll get into that later on, but we're good to be back. Your host here, Christopher Pepper, the 377 game superstar of the East Keelor Football Club and I'll tell you what, he's back, he's bad and he's got exciting news to share with us, it's Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, welcome back big fella and more importantly... How are you feeling? Sun is shining, birds are singing, football is awesome. It doesn't get much better than that. Mate, I'm always, Mate, I'm good. always good. Always, 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 always good. Um, um, yeah, yeah. No show, no last, show week. last week. Yeah, no, we had a show. You were in Queensland. I had um, parent-teacher interviews. Things happen. Like, like my son says, Dad, when, uh, when, the sickness gets, when the sickness is finished, life takes its place. I think he tried to steal that from a Panadol ad. Many, many uh, years uh, ago. That weird? Oh, no, he's a, he's a weird unit, the uh, big fella. But more importantly, J-Dog, have I got something for you? Can I start off with something nice for us? Here sure, we go. Sure. Da, 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 da. Jamie, you've got win number one, the Port Adelaide tradition. Pump it up, everybody. <laughs> Is it a win? Is it a win? West, West Coast? You'll take anything. Is it a win? Is it a win, no, really, really? It is a win, mate. You've got to take it and embrace uh, them. Uh, Coming from true, someone true, who true. did not have much success over many, 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 many years, embrace it for everything that is. Because you've got to remember, Jamie, you were touted as premiership favourites this year. Oh, you're still going oh, to win it. Are you still going to? Oh, Kenny's, Kenny's pumped. Ken, Kenny is pumped big time, mate. We're still, um, we're we're still gonna win it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We are now going to go for 15, 16 on the trot. Oh, easy done. Now, before we get into the swing of things, look, everybody joining us live on Facebook right now, and everybody listening to this through their uh, AirPods or whoever sponsors your uh, headphones, thank you for listening. We do this every single week because we love you, and we know it's how you want your footy lace out. No holds barred. No fluff. Just straight to the point. J-Dog, we've already got Tommy, the hardcore man, Roker from Gold Coast. He's already saying Port are still behind the Gold Coast Suns. That's how impressed he is with what Port are, with Gold Coast are doing up there, which doesn't really say much about Gold Coast because we've hit round six and we know they they go down quicker than, um, you know, the, the, the $2 ladies over there in uh, the, yeah, the Indonesian um, countries. Um, peps, peps. Yes. This show this almost, show almost didn't happen this week. This week. Again. Again. What happened? Well, I've come well, down, I've with, come the down with the Rona. You got the Rona, big boy. Get the Rona. Get the Rona. Did I, did how did you get the Rona? Do you know how you got the Rona? I do. Because, I do. Yep, tell us. Because my, my wife and I, wife and I had, had a fight. Friday night, um, I just had a headache, just a standard headache, nothing too crazy, too crazy going, going on there. there. And um, and um and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed. I'll go to bed, have a lay down, and be fine, no problem at all. And um, the good the good wife said to me, have a COVID test. And I said, I'm not having a COVID test. I'm not wasting a COVID test on something that's just a headache. I've had, I've done four of these now with other headaches. It's a waste of my time. You're not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so I had a test, and yeah, lo and behold, two seconds later, bing bing bing, double line, double line on my test, and I was positive. Um, you weren't taking a, a meth test, were you? Like you do at the drive uh, drive through? No, have I shaved my hair recently? Uh, I don't like know. That. It's Gabby. 
That'd be scary. <laughs> itchy? Bit itchy? Itchy. Um, no, so yeah, last week. So let's be honest. I was, I was, I was glowing, mate. I was glowing for COVID. So straight into, straight into one of the spare bedrooms, yep. uh, and do not see the sunlight. So basically, this show is is all because, uh, yeah, I managed to sneak out, stick a mask on, have gloves on before I come on tonight, and uh, get into this recording studio. Uh, that's that. That is what we're like. We're willing to do the hard yards for you, listeners. We're here to put our agates on the line. And when COVID takes over, nothing is going to stop us. Oh, no. Nothing. No, so that's why. So it could have been two shows we missed, Peps, but no, we've made it happen. Oh, you, you are an absolute trooper. All right, guys and gals, we've got the usual segments coming up. We're going to get straight into it right now with The Ladder. And I'm a bit concerned, Jamie, about why? what I'm seeing with The Ladder. Can I get into I'm, it and see you why? I'm concerned too. All right, let's go into it. Okay, we've got The Ladder. Here we go. The Ds are 6-0, and o, sitting nice and pretty at the top of the ladder, 24 points with a percentage of 153.5. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Not many people have heard of us before last year. Uh, then you've got, five, you've got four other teams sitting on 20 points. So one game underneath, Fremantle, Brisbane Lions, Sydney Swans, and St. Kilda are also there. Then you've got the Geelong Cats and Carlton mm-hmm. on 16, and then Collingwood. Inside the eight, just due to percentage of 107.2. Oh, that's, they looked, they looked good yesterday. Do you know what It was against Essendon, Jamie. It was against Essendon. I know, but those games are always 50 50, Pets. Well, there's only two teams playing, so it is always going to be 50 50. Anyway, Hawthorne are at 12, and the Adelaide Crows, who a lot of us tipped to be finishing dead last, are sitting literally outside the eight on percentage, and they've only lost games by a handful of points. So they yep. could be five and one. One, one, one by a point. Exactly. Yeah. Western Bulldogs sitting at eight points with Richmond and the Tommy Roker Gold Coast Suns. Port Adelaide, GWS, Essendon, Wet Toast and North Melbourne rounding up the bottom half of the bottom eight. J-Dog, yep. I'm concerned that we've already got five teams locked into the eight for the year. Are you concerned by that, are you? I'm concerned because shouldn't it go a little bit longer than that? Peps, don't count your chickens too early, mate. I, I'm not counting my chickens early, but it, I just think that there's five teams locked in at the moment. Melbourne, Frio, Brisbane, Sydney, and St Kilda will make the final eight. And I'll even throw in Geelong because of the amount of games they play down at GMHBA Stadium. I'm not going that early. I'm, I'm going early, mate. I've, I've, I, I've gone early. I've got two kids to show for it. But I'm going early here with round six because I think there's only two spots left in the eight. You think there's only two spots? I think there's Already. only two spots left in the eight. Nothing's going to change other than those two spots. Seven and eight are the only spots left in the eight right now. Tell us what you think, listeners, in the chat right now or also on our Facebook page. I just think that they're the only two, my friend, that uh, uh, six, uh, sorry, seven and eight. I think the other six spots are already locked in. Wow. Wow. That is a very big call around six peps. Are you sure? Occurs, I'm sure. And if that occurs, and going by the way it is at the moment, you know, normally there's two teams that fall out of the eight every year. Mm-hmm. This year it's going to be four. So half the final eight from last year are going to fall out. And Except there's nothing great for. Four to win the grand final. There's no doubt. Yep, yep, yep. Port Adelaide and the sample. <laughs> I don't even think we're going to get the sample. Um, so, peps, you're saying. 
two teams only, round six, you're willing to write off the year? I'm, I'm willing to write off. Okay, so if we go back to the ladder, right, I'll, I'll throw it up there again on the right, screen. Please throw it up again for everyone as I have this conversation. Well, we need to because we need to see who's, who's there. But I'm, I'm, all right, I'm willing to, these are the teams I'm willing to count out. North, out. Wet Coast, out. Essendon, out. GWS, out. Port Adelaide, you need a miracle. Okay, full stop, out, right? Tommy Roker still thinks that Gold Coast are going to make the eight, all right? Richmond, I think they're done. When, until Dusty comes back, they're done. Western Bulldogs, you know, they were supposed to get a game back on the weekend against Adelaide. That didn't happen at all. So there's another one. Adelaide, so, you know, out of, that, out of the 9, 10, 11, and 12, Hawthorne, Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, they're the only three. I won't go Richmond or anyone else. Who can you see making the eight out of those three? I'm not even throwing your mop in there. You're way too far back at the moment. So you're it's saying a, you're saying one to five is safe. One to five to is eight. safe. I'd even say Geelong is safe just for the sheer amount of games they play at home this year. I'm and Saints supporters. I'm sorry. I just still. Don't have a lot of trust just yet on the Saints supporters. I know Saint teams. Another funny thing is, I was speaking yeah. to a Saint supporter. Now, this guy's a mad Saint supporter, like passionate. Yeah. Like, wears his heart on his sleeve type of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of the listeners uh, would know this guy by the name of Rob Caruso. Wheels, he knows him. And Milney knows him. And I spoke to Milney as well because he's got something I had to bring up. And I said, oh, mate, you must be excited by the Saints. Five and one. He goes, mate, where's shit? I'm looking at me going, are you serious? Mate, we're shit. You do not understand. We are shit. We haven't played anyone yet. So maybe he's seen something that we're not. Maybe the, uh, there's something covering the cracks at the moment, but he's saying that he doesn't rate the Saints at all. He goes, you watch, we'll fall and on Frio? a Frio? And Frio, do you rate Frio? I rate Frio more. I do rate Frio more. Okay. I'm – okay. All right. That's fair. I rate Frio more. Frio more than St. Kilda. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I just think they're more even around the ground. Saints and Frio are the two teams that I have concerns about could fall out. Mm, I don't think Frio. Frio got too many games at home. That, that's the thing. When you've got games in a, in a state where no one travels to, they're going to they're gonna bank another five of those games minimum for the rest of the year. So I just yeah. think that they're, they're, they're going to lock that in easily. And, and they don't play too bad away. Saints, I'm not too sure about. But people are going to be smashing us on the chat going, Peps, you're an absolute fool. J-Dog, you're absolutely on the ball. Okay. And they're already <laughs> coming through. They've already um, coming through. So, you know, Peps, Tommy's I like a big call. Peps, this show is known for calls, uh, so I like it. Well done, I'm going for it. I'm, 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 I just, I'm just looking at it going, I've got to be a realist. And normally after round eight, it doesn't change all that much. But I'm looking at it now, and there's, 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 just, there's just too much of a gap between the top eight and the bottom. Yeah. Well, what's, yep. what's going to be eight this year? 13, 14 wins, do you think? What do you reckon the eight will be? Or we're going to I, reckon, I reckon the last two will sneak in. So if you can pull 12 wins, I reckon you're a massive chance. Okay. But I think you're going to have to win a minimum of, a minimum of 16 to be top four. So the Ds are basically halfway guaranteed themselves an eight? Yeah, we're, we're, we'll make the eight. Brisbane will make the eight because they've got many games at home. Um. Sydney. Tommy, Tommy said 12 wins. We'll get you into the eight this year. He reckons it's 12 wins. Yeah, I know, Tommy, but Gold Coast have a bit of room to make up on that percentage. 
And unfortunately, you don't smash teams. You just get along, get across the line. Had Ben King in there, I'd be saying you are a massive chance, massive chance to make finals. But you just don't have enough reliable goal kickers, unfortunately. I, I love the Suns. They're, they're probably my fourth best team. I just love watching them what they do, okay? Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot let's, of... Let's go through this. Jolly Michael said, top eight is set of anything, changes dogs in for Saints, Blues or Pies, that's all. Okay, yep. so he's saying he's sort of agrees with their picks. Yeah, no, he's got some, he's got some merit on that one there, uh, Jolly Michael. He's an absolute top bloke. Met him uh, towards the end of last year, an absolute superstar. Just don't get in an argument with him because he, um, he knows how to argue. Wow. <laughs> I lost. Um, Hart will fall out of the eight. That's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to get into that because there is some injury news about, I reckon, their most important player. Mm. I'll definitely say that. Um, yeah, Frio got the home ground advantage. Yep, definitely. Charlie Keegan's coming in with that. Um, one other one that's totally out of, not out of the blue, but we've said about this a long time. GWS are in strife because they are a bunch of selfish footballers. For a bunch of selfish footballers, nobody's actually getting much of the ball at the moment. So, yeah, what Tommy, I agree really What did oh, someone just, say? Who was it? Um, what's that? What's Ross, Ross Lyon said, for the hardest running team in the AFL, they are the worst performing team. Would you agree? They were the fast, they were the fastest, hardest running team there during that. Uh, they that were. They, had. they were. They were. But they're not oh, anymore. Not. They're not anymore. So that's the latter side of things. I think there's. I don't think we're going to see much more. Like I said, it's like drive to survive, Jamie. The ones at the top, the top echelon. Don't worry about them. It's going to be from slots five, maybe six down to about fourteen. That's where the action is going to happen. You're going to happen. Mid pack fan pairs. That's the actions mid pack. Oh, the mid pack, mate. Mid pack. Mid pack, six pack. That's what it's all about. Hey, J Dog. Um, yes, mate. We get into the. Uh, we get the votes. We get the yes. votes and uh, who's getting dragged? Because I've. I want to get into them because some of this stuff that's um, drawn my ire over the last oh. couple of days. Um, so I want to start off with the with the good stuff. Do you mind if I do that? Sure. Sure. All righty. So let's get a bit of. Uh, Let's get a bit of Judd-like going. Three votes. All right. First three votes. Anzac ceremonies at the AFL. Can I just give you a congratulations to everybody involved? The ceremonies that were held throughout the weekend were, bar none, I would have to say the best I've seen ever. Yep. I don't know what it is. I think AFL crowds just have something as a respect factor. I don't think the NRL has it. I'm going to say it you're, now. You're referring to the Bulldogs game? The Bulldogs-Broncos game? I don't know. Maybe this, we're just, we're just a different. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. They just punched on, but we're just a different caliber. There was the old Nuffy yelling something out. But there's again, always a Nuffy. There's always a Nuffy. But I just went to the game on Anzac Eve. I took the, the Turbo Princess, my absolutely amazing daughter, Maya, and to sit there... With 70,000 people, it was a cold night with not a voice to be heard, with not a major light to be on except the lights of people's phones on the ground and just hearing a pin drop yep. was amazing. It was just, yep. it was sensational. Yep. And to the point my daughter's actually going, Dad, are we going this year? Are we? So she wants to go to that game because it's, and even I mean, one of my mates, 
saw him at the ground. He goes, look, I back, he backs for Richmond. He's had enough of great times over the years. But he even said, look, I'm not really coming for the game. I'm just coming for what everything happens before the, before the first bounce. And if you have never been to an Anzac Eve game, awesome. Yeah. But then you go on the Anzac Day. They've got 85,000 there. Collingwood and Essendon, look, you can't take the game off them. They've built it up. They've got the right to have it. And no other team, I don't care, outside of those two teams will get a crowd like that. Who it, it was, would be just talking about taking off them? Oh, you know how they've got to share Anzac Day around. Well, I think it's been shared around enough. I think you've got the Anzac Eve game. You've got the uh, – there was another game on that evening as well, okay, which I was – I think every club does their own – Small part to the Anzac and have their own medals for right. it for every other Everyone club. has their own medals, everything. So it's just awesome the way that they do it. All right. Yeah. Tori, great to have you back on. Hope you're feeling amazing. Looking forward to catching up this week. Um, yeah, I just think that they're they're just amazing about exactly what they did. Now I know that they used to have the Anzac Day game in uh, New Zealand. That just sort of fizzed a bit. Yeah. Just keep it at home. You don't need fireworks. And also, I will say something. There is a reason why the day ground final should be kept because you get a better quality of game. You've got better conditions. It's just stuff what the TV crew say. I don't care I about won't. the fireworks and I don't care about DJ Bebop playing the halftime show, all right? <laughs> I want the game to be played. I want the best game played. And that's the one that I want, all right? Money talks, Peps. You know it's not going to happen. You know what? And you know what's also talking as well? The people's feet. And they're not turning up to games. It doesn't and the matter. Are not dying. These are worth more. These are worth more on TVs. I don't care what you say, mate. Listen to the punter. That's us. And we're responsibly. All right? So I'm just going to say, to, you know, well done to every single one of those clubs out there for how you handled yourself over the Anzac weekend. All righty. Yep. Adelaide versus the Doggies. If you listened to Tipped Out last week, I went solo. I tipped it. You did. I did tip it. I just think there's something about Adelaide. Darren Burgess has been amazing for that club. And the way they ran that game out, Tex Walker, like, he's had all these weeks off. He could have cracked it. He's come back better than ever. He should bump an umpire or push an umpire or say something towards the end of every season if he's going to come back and do what he's done. His first three weeks coming back have been sensational. Awesome. Charlie Keegan said, bring back, they need to bring back Hazamel Masri. That's the only way that they're going to get it correct. Oh, I love it. I love it. But that, that, they just played awesome footy, but it's just their no names that are just striking up. Like Roy Sloan goes out. Yeah. It just, like Rochelle, he's, he, he is the rising star winner for all I can say right now. He, yeah. he, he's not even, he hasn't even got one yet, I don't think. He'll win it if he keeps going at the rate of knots that he is because a midfielders can win it day in, day out. If you can specialise in an area that nobody else can, he consistently. is. Oh, consistently. Unlike, unlike Norton Absolutely. or Waitman Pardon? or oh. Pickett or oh. Jackson. <laughs> All right. He, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a dark horse. He, he, could, be, he could be around there. Hey, Luke Jackson. Yeah. Already won it. Can you, can you win two? Probably could. <laughs> he can do anything. He can do anything. Oh, I thought you um, meant Brownlow. Sorry, I thought you meant Brownlow. Yes, yes, for the riser. Um, so I just, I just want that, all right? It's just really good to see. I mentioned it a little bit moment ago. Port's first win. J-Dog, 
there's nothing better than coming onto the show and chatting to you with a smile on your face. Now, I know you've been happy, you've been wanting to lose, so you get that number one draft pick. Okay. Correct. But just awesome stuff, big fella. Just magnificent to see your team get a win. I it's didn't have nice. to check in with you the day after to see if everything was okay. Absolutely. <laughs> just absolutely so proud of you, buddy. So proud of Thank you. So that's you. good. Thanks, Pips. Um, and also a couple of bags. I love a couple of bags. Love a couple of bags. Jezza Cameron was seven and Zach Bailey, six. Todd Marshall kick five. That is not a bag. That's a handful, Jamie. A bag a is six. Bag. It's a modern bag. I don't know. You defined no. it this year. You defined it last year instead of five. It is a bag uh, these days. Enough that. That's too easy now. Anyone can kick five. It's six or more is a bag. And if you okay. agree with me, let me know on the chat or in the Facebook comments page because bags are six or more. I love it. <laughs> I'm, loving, I'm loving big kicks at the moment. What about you, buddy? What sort of, what's got you excited over the weekend? What's getting your votes? Uh, I think I think I'm a, a big fan of the AFL putting on these Super Saturdays. Super Saturdays? I'm just loving it. I'm it's loving good, isn't it? Seeing- I just you just see games back to back, back to back, and the way they're doing it, I'm loving it. There's no there's no space between them. There's a bit of a chat about the game, and then boom, next game, boom, next game. I love it. Just straight one after the other, just bang. Well, they're saying that, saying that. I do want more Thursday night football as well. Oh, Thursday night footy should be should be done, and save that for the interstate teams. It doesn't work here in Melbourne at all. Save it for your mob. Save it for Port. Save it for Adelaide. Save it for the Perth market. They're the ones who want it. Their ground is in a better situ- better location than, than ours. No one goes to Thursday night footy here because we all have jobs. Other areas probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> too, too um, easy. What else did I like? What else did I like to see this week? Um, yeah, Adelaide was good to see them. Just, I think Frio. I think Frio is the one that just surprises me over and over and over and over again. Yep. I, I just... It's amazing to think that you and I had them probably bottom four for us. Both of us did because they just were so. You I had them in the eight, buddy. I had them in the you? eight. Yes, go back and check the records. Check big in the eight. I had them in the eight. Bruce, You'll see. Frio. Oh, maybe you did have them in the eight. I definitely didn't have them in the eight. Frio, anyway, I'm, I actually do a bit of effort into this show. No, you don't. Um. All right. So. The to see them, to see the way they're playing, to see the way that they took apart Carlton, who people have been saying Carlton are the hot team. Frio yep. did it better. Frio did it better. And they are just they're just looking like a fast team. I like it. I like they're what Frio really, doing. I really like what they're doing, Frio at the moment. And they, and they're also their forward line's ticking. They've got their small forwards. Their midfield is just um Andrew Brayshaw, like if he's not winning the brown line at the moment, he, he he could go with the amount of home games that they've got. Normally when Frio win. He kills it. They've still got yep. five to come back in. Rory, Lob. back. Rory Lobb's playing amazing. Rory Lobb wanted to go back to GWS. How, what's he thinking back now? Look, I'm sitting second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah. It, just, it's, it won't be the only time that a Brayshaw will finish top three in the Brownlow. Let's just well, put that it that, that is – you probably just hit the nail on the head there, Peps. It's encouraging to see without five, they can still win, and they're still looking like a sharp team. Yeah, they are very sharp. And – I've also got something that relates to that in the drag segment as well, too. So you ready to rock that one, boy? Let's go. Healy off, Ellingworth on. Bloody weakest piss. 
All right, big boy. I want to put this one, and this was not one for me. This was one for my one of my uh, mates out there. We know him as Heath Buxton. He's known as Bucko. My kids call him No Neck Guy. All right. Mm-hmm. He had a bet on the weekend with uh, points bet. Now I'm not going to go into it, but he had a bet for Lockie Schultz to win the Les Hall Medal. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a Les Hall Medal. I think it was the Anzac Day Medal. Correct. Yeah, so why didn't they pay out on the bet? Because they actually named the medal wrong. So, so the bet they had a market open for people to had put a his market money open, on. Les Hall medal, which didn't even exist. He wins and didn't get paid out. They voided the bet. How does that happen? Betting agencies, mate. They're scumbags. They are scumbags. It's just not right. Like, you got it wrong. Now, they didn't take his money, so he could say that, but he goes, well, I've actually picked the person who was best on ground, who the medal was given to, because you guys got the name wrong, you didn't pay the bet out. So I don't know if many people have had that type of situation before where they've got bets correct and they've been foobarred by the the betting companies, but we'd love to hear about them as well too. So what is the actual medal called? I think it's just the Anzac Day medal. I think it was Anzac Day medalist or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, but right. the, yeah. So the they name got, of, they got the name wrong, and they refused to pay out. Yep. Because they spelt the name wrong in the. Oh, no, they got bet. the name of the wrong completely wrong. No, not sports bet. Uh, points bet. So, points bet, sorry. Yep. So Shaq and Paige Baranek, I know your ads are fantastic, but you can't go doing that to punters. I'm sorry. Gives me the shits. All right. So um, they, did they return the money, or they just said no, the they didn't take the money? They just voided the bet. Which is not right because he has actually picked who was going to be the medalist in the rounds just because they got the name wrong. That's not right. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about the betting industry, so I can't say. But it well, sounds like at least they got the money back. It would have been a nice little return on him. Okay. Uh, okay. That's crap. Right. All right. So an absolute crapper. Um, Roy To the second one I want to have a crack at is it's not a crack, but what really pisses me off is injuries to teams who cannot afford their gun players to be injured. Now, there was two on the weekend, and there was a third one, which wasn't as impactful, but it was impactful to the guy's life. Mark Pitnett and Brody Grundy, both out with PCLs. Yep. Now, I think Grundy's is more severe, up to 12 weeks. I don't know how many Pitnett was. I couldn't find that, that exact number out, but he's going to be out for at least, you have to say, about eight. Yeah. They're two players that those two teams can least afford. A midfielder, you can, you, can make, you can make that up. Both those teams have got a pretty deep, I'd say Carlton's is deeper in the midfield. They did that with Walsh for a few weeks. But for them to have Pitnett, who was leading the hitouts to advantage throughout the league this year, is yep. going to be a massive hole for them. And I'll also say Grundy, who finally was getting some form back. He did lower his colours a little bit to Draper, but he's growing his hair out a little bit more. So um, Samson is starting to get a bit of his uh, powers back. He's starting yeah. to play a little bit of footy. And, and I don't know who, who Collingwood's next best ruckman is because he plays as another midfielder anyway. You know who, now, the, best know, you know who the best option for a Grundy replacement is? Oh, not, not, um, not Johnny Bravo. No. <laughs> not Johnny Bravo. Peps, he's the sharpest, sharpest two-meter guy in the AFL. Cuxie. Yeah, I love a Cuxie. Love you, Cuxie. Um, I know the sons of Miss Lacocious. Straight, in, straight in. What a replacement. 
mate. That's like for like. <laughs> like for like. Um, but Ben King at the start of the year was probably the yeah. biggest one, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say Ben King was the biggest one as well. So that's the other one that's caught me. Um, hey, now how bad are North Melbourne, J-Dog? Um, in terms of their rebuild or in terms of just everything. What do you mean? Just everything. They're bad. Like at the start of the year, if I said which one of these teams would be worse, Adelaide, yeah. Hawthorne, North. Like out of all of that, like I miss this. Kanga, kanga, kanga. We don't get it. Kanga, kanga, kanga. Well, like, at the end, at the end of last year, you started to get a bit excited about what the kangaroos could potentially do but yep. this year and i saw a stat yesterday on one of the footy shows that you know all the great teams like all the great teams but you know teams like melbourne whatnot have started to build their build their do their rebuilds from defense first and yep. i saw that north started like that and they had like you know they were 90 points against uh then 70 and then something and something and then this year they're like 106 points against so it's actually completely flipped on them and they're not defending anymore. Yep. Now the only two the only two changes that I can see, and once again, I don't follow North as in depth, otherwise yep. we'd have a North Melbourne podcast. It's as simple as that, because we're pretty good at what we do. They've lost Robbie Tarrant. Mm-hmm. He went. So there's your fullback. Ben Mackay is out this week, but it's it's his brother playing anyway, because we know they're 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 just the same person. Yeah. <laughs> And Jack Zebel was playing defence, I think, last year. Now he's gone forward. Right? So if you yeah. take out Tarrant, you take out Zebel, two older heads, and you replace them with some young blood, you need to have that support around them. Yeah. And they just don't have it at the moment. And then yeah. I look at the forwards. They've got Zerha, who I just sit, could be anything. Larky could be anything as well, too. They've got the pillars, I think, there. But I don't know if they want to work. They've got a bit of... Like, they're a second-class version of GWS where I think that they've got some really good pieces in there, but they're just not working together. And I just don't Um, think – and I look at David Noble and I've got a lot of time for him. I'm not blaming the senior coach because I don't think it is the senior coach. Do they have the right development coaches around? Are they pushing them enough? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They just, oh. yeah. It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing that the way that they finished last year, which gave me some hope, and they bring in Horn Francis. Like, I'm not saying he's been disappointing. I, maybe there's just too much on him. I don't know. That's pretty, it's pretty bad when you have, what, you've gone back-to-back six-point losses and you've had a triple-point loss round yeah, to Brisbane. three in yeah. Brisbane. Um, yeah, that's not great signs. In the first six weeks of your rebuild and you're, and you're staring down two 10-goal losses and a, and a, um, a 14, oh, sorry, 10-goal loss. Yeah, great. Yep. Um, this is an interesting one, I'll have to say. Charlie Keegan, North is where hope goes to die. Well, I think Melbourne passed that on to them. We had that for quite a many years, Mr. Keegan, and we've passed it over to North because they're in, they're just in no man's land at the moment. I feel that yeah. there's just nothing about them. They're, they're not sexy, and I'm going to get into sexiness a little bit later on. But, um, yeah, they just, they, just don't, they just don't do it for me at all. 
Yep. Yep. And Josh yep. Walker had a shocker against Jeremy Cameron. That's not really yep. anything other than that. Um, absolutely got schooled by him. And I think North in the last quarter and a half just tried to rotate players on Jeremy Cameron and no one go with him. So seven goals is lucky. I could have been easily 10, 11 goals that way he was going on uh, uh, on the weekend. Yeah. All right. Last one I want to bring up. And sure. this is the one that's been giving me the shits more than anything. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the listeners there whose teams are sitting towards the top of the ladder, you cop this week in, week out. I don't know what's happened with Melbourne. I know it's also happened with St Kilda. All right. This is what we've been che- hearing. Your, your cheese boards have only got cheese no, cheddar. Excuse me. It's a Cracker Barrel 12-year vintage. <laughs> <laughs> who have they beaten? Who's who? Beaten. This is the argument for teams at the top of the ladder. Oh, who, who have St Kilda beaten? Oh, oh, I. Who- Uh, I know. And it gives me the shits, J Dog, because you know what? First and foremost, the clubs don't come up with who they play. But the Jamie, Jamie. Beaten a shit Western Bulldog team. Absolutely terrible team. (laughs) Do not speak to me like that. All right. So (laughs) do not speak to me like that. Right, okay. You beat the Suns, like, well done. Good win. Yeah, good one, mate. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> Point I'm trying to make, Jamie, is it, you, you, your, your fixture is based on the teams from the year before, where they finished. Now, based on that, we've played two preliminary, preliminary finalists, four teams from the eight and two outside. But because they're shit this year, oh, who have they played? It doesn't work that way. Oh, who have you beaten, Jamie? You've been put out a lot. Well done. Yep. You beat, you beat a Waffle Defensive. Thirds team. All right. Don't get, Peps, don't get defensive, man. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Huh? Right. But the point I'm trying to make is, Jamie, I'm just you sick and tired. Well Good win. Other club. They played finals last year. It's just <laughs> annoying to hear that time and time and time again. It's just, it's beat, just you beat the Tigers. Tough teams. Tough teams you guys have won. Maybe you guys yeah. have beaten no one. Maybe you guys have beaten, I think you guys have beaten no one. Soft destroyer in the AFL, you guys. Stop. <laughs> All right, I'm bringing you to attention. You can try to All right, that's enough. I've got that rant off. All right, hey, All right. last thing around the grounds. Let's get into it, J Dog. You are the news man. But by the way, but can I just say this? Has anybody watched that pitiful fo- Foxtel show that's after the footy on Saturday nights? Oh yeah, that, that's that one called um the not the bounce. What's it called the I don't know. What's it called? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not pitiful. It's okay. Like, it's a bit of a laugh. It's a bit of a tryhard. But what annoys me is, J-Dog. What annoys you, Peps? You've got a a countrywide show Uh who is stealing from the minnows. I was watching that show, and they had a segment called Around the Grounds. Now, obviously, just goes to see the the head on shows at Foxtel, listen to us, and said, this is the benchmark around the grounds by J-Dog and Peps. This is the benchmark. We've got to try and see if we can get a very, very similar type of show going with us. Now, mind you, we did steal it from, you know, the mid-60s, 70s, 80s, when they would literally go around the suburban grounds to get the, to get the scores. That's but true. we brought it back to life. We, we resurrected it. And then That's to true. see a multi, multinational conglomerate of Foxtel rip us off, that is pathetic. It's not good enough. Not I good know. enough. I know. But anyway, I know. Him. So, Jay, who does it? it? Does does Kath do it? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of Kath. 
Oh, Kath Lachlan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Kath, she, she, Kath, Kath or Howie does it. I'm happy with that. I like they can, they can rip us off anytime they want. They're great. Those two. All right. So, J-Dog, it's time yeah. to get for the newsman, the newsman with the real around the grounds with our man, Jamie, the J-Dog Wallace. Over to you, champ. All right. Uh, so, it's probably the biggest story coming out of this week. Now, it hasn't been a huge news week, so I'm also going to include this week um, a bit of news that came out a couple of weeks ago, which I think is really interesting. Um, but I'll get to that at the end. First biggest news that sort of blew our brains was the AFL are taking a consortium of people over to the US to discuss streaming options. Now, we, have, we know that the TV rights are up very, very soon for Foxtel and Channel 7, which are their TV agreements. But the AFL are heading over to look at different streaming packages and options that could be part of the um, buying process. So Gil and his support crew have headed over to both Chat2 Amazon and Paramount Plus regarding the potential streaming deals when they write the AFL up for renewal in 2024. Um, The interesting point is CBS owns Paramount, which also owns Channel 10. Now, apparently the Mm -hmm. AFL is not entirely happy after Talking Footy and the Sunday Footy program were cancelled, as well as the diminishing ratings as well. So could we see a bit of a shake-up the cards because I know that the AFL are wanting to create a bit of competition for the Foxhole because Channel 7 have locked away their four that they have to provide every weekend for um, free to wear games. That is part of the um, anti something something law that came in for Australian sport. It's the anti siphoning law, there, Jamie. <laughs> so this is this is the AFL making a big play to get a bigger slice of the pie from what Foxtel offered them and have probably been comfortable now for the last 10 years. Interesting. Peps, what are your thoughts on taking this to the streaming services? I love it. You would I love it. I would love for them to take the footy off Channel 7. Off if I have to hear... It's not going to come off Channel 7. No, no, no. Who's to say Channel 10 might not get the coverage? CBS might will take the entire lot. Yeah, all free to airs off Channel Seven. Yes, they are. Channel Seven have to bid for the rights for the footy. They don't just get it; they've got to bid for it. There's four. And free I tell you what, sorry, I, sorry, I There's four free to airs. Yep. And I hope that it's get. I hope Channel Ten gets it. I love Channel Ten's coverage. Robert Walls, Hutto, Michael Christian. I just thought it was better. There was no fluff, and it was. I liked the way they present. They actually spoke about the football. Tim Lane as well. They were sensational. It's not about look at me, look at me, BT and um, James Brayshaw on a front. That shits me. I cannot stand it. And there's nothing worse than watching the grand final replay for the 937th time to see, um, listen to those two nuffies. I, I, I'm over it. I have to listen to Brad Hodge, not uh, Brad Hodge, Luke Hodge, Brad Hodge, Luke Hodge again, Captain Obvious. Like, Richo, Richo, listen to Richo. I don't mind Richo. Richo's not bad, but I just, nah, I, I just, it's the same old every single year. It's got to be freshened up. All right. Foxtel, I think Foxtel do a great presentation of the footy. I just can't I love, stand yeah. I don't like Brad, Dwayne Russell. Oh. He, he does my nuts in. And yeah, but I, I absolutely loved what Channel Ten with the foot did with the footy. It was different. They had uh, before the game as a show, which was 
that's something that we missed. Like, that's an actually funny TV show, which was sort of like the catalyst for the front bar. And I think they had uh, the five-minute clock, didn't they? Yeah, they had the, they had the, yeah, the five-minute warning. Yeah. Which counted it up, which was magnificent. Just those little things that are small little tweaks to the game. It doesn't have to be the person behind the mic. It doesn't have to be a visual. It's just something that changes it up. And when you've got CBS, who have, you can get the feel for how they present the sport in the US and bring it over to here, I know football um, has to be presented in its own unique way. But we just need something fresh because I tell you what, I'm not the only one listening to the the, the commentary on Seven, who's just bored with it. They don't bring. They have not. They have not revolutionized anything about the game in the last five years since they've had the rights. Nothing Can't has say. changed. It's the same I reckon, old. I reckon for probably a good solid eight years, I have actually haven't watched the game on Channel Seven other than the grand final. I watch Foxtel. Exclusively yep. Foxtel for yep. my footy games. I'm the same. I'm the same. I love what I love what Foxtel do between the quarters. Yep. A bit of analysis. Okay, back to the game. I just I love the fact that they do that. Love it. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, so are you, are you happy then for people who don't have Foxtel? So at the moment they only get four free to wear games. So if you don't, so for me, someone like me, Port Adelaide, I didn't see Port Adelaide games until I got Foxtel. Are you happy yep. for people? To potentially having to split between Foxtel and then another streaming service, potentially. No, because here's the thing, Jamie. Foxtel won't have it. At That's all. the thing. No. Foxtel could lose it to Foxtel could lose. So Amazon might say, we want the front, we want the Saturday afternoon games. Bang, Amazon get that game. Mm. Uh, um, Paramount Plus might go, we want the Saturday night game. And we want the Sunday leading game. Yep. They get those. Foxtel, if they don't match it, Putski. And the other one they look, they're chatting to is YouTube as well, but I don't think that'll be for a streaming deal. That might be more of a, but yep. yeah. Yeah. So I would be I'm... happy. And you know what? Foxtel's overrated. Like anything that, they, anything that they show, I can stream for free anyway, or I can download two months before it turns up there anyway. <laughs> look, right. I. Foxtel for me um, comes with a whole lot of other benefits. Like I like the other sports channels I get with Foxtel. Um, I'm, I like KO in the off season, but watching footy through KO, um, I, I just don't have a good time with it ever. Like I like to actually have a physical cable into my TV, watching a nice stream that way. I've, I've never had an issue with it, so I can't. I, yeah. There's some stuff coming in on the chat about you know KO's um, glitches, etc. I've never had an issue with it, so I can't say that. But yeah, there are laws about free to wear. They have to play four games, but for the other five, split them, split it up, because mm. I want freshness. I I want something fresh. Yeah, okay? I'm I'm more interested in probably the money element of it more than anything. I mean, it sucked. Um, I'm a huge VR supercar fan, or or was, and when that completely lost free to wear and cars doing like replays and and shortened things at like eleven o'clock at night, I think that was a real shame to the supercar world, and I think to people who can't afford Foxtel. Um, I don't want to see footy like that where you've got footy split across about fifteen different things because they're willing to pay an extra twenty thousand dollars more for the rights. I don't like want to see that. Didn't you just say it was all about the cash and the eyes when I just spoke about the other thing. I know, but ago? I'm saying from a pure. Well, you can't have what stand. you want, Jamie. <laughs> 
Do not speak to me like that. Okay, you can't have the best of both worlds when it comes to I that. I want all right? the best of both worlds. You can't have it. All right. That's what I'm saying. I don't want. I don't want the sport to become so diluted across so many different platforms that the average punter at home can no longer afford to watch their team play because they've got to have subscriptions yeah, I agree. to Amazon, subscriptions I agree. to Paramount. All of I agree. That. Yep. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. But then you know what? If you added up what it costs for those individual streaming platforms, it'd still be a hell of a lot cheaper than Foxtel. So six to, it's yeah. six to half dozen. It's six to half dozen. It's just how important is footy to you? That's the way that I look at it. Correct. Yeah. Right. And um, I know with Paramount, I don't yep. like Paramount Plus anyway, but anyway, that's my, that's my gripe. Fair enough. All right. Um, umpire Descent, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I actually want to get to the end, Peps, if that's okay with you. Okay, yep, go for it. Um, awesome. There's something about Eddie's off-season idea. I haven't heard about this before. Can you share that with us? Sure. So this is something a couple of weeks ago. Because like, we didn't do our show last week, I, it was something I had in my notebook that I wanted to bring up with you, Peps. So um, I don't know if you heard, Eddie has been tossing around an idea of having a proposed plan to run a two-month round-robin competition in October or November to give players a chance to impress the AFL recruiters ahead of the national draft. So it'll also increase the player talent pool because we are potentially looking at expanding the AFL to 20 20-team comp- competition in the coming years. Um, Maguire has been sending to speaking to Andrew Dillon um, and Brad Scott and has got the support um, from them. So what he would like to see is um, in October and November, players who are not on lists, so if you're playing for Old Zavs or Glenelg under nine, pins or whatever the case, a VFL team or something like that, um, the fact is you may be able to get a chance to play in these teams in a round-robin tournament, uh, tournament in front of recruiters before the draft um, kicks in. So can I just throw something out there? Just sure. Throwing it out there. Isn't that what the old TAC Cup was? Well, TSC's under-18. Okay, so isn't this an under-18s idea? No, no, this is under-18 slash 19 to 20. Like, it says players who didn't get through maybe the first year and have been told to go to a VFL club and keep working, and then they get... Okay. So isn't about. that thing called the VFL? Well, this like, is where it gives people a chance to put their name in lights because there are a lot of players... Aren't they doing that in the VFL? Like, seriously, the only reason Eddie's doing this because then he'll go, oh, my production company can then actually <laughs> show this, and he gets cash. That's all it's yeah. about, mate. That is all it's about. Well, Let's be honest. We're gonna, we're gonna he doesn't have any idea unless it's players. Players. We're but Jamie, you can find them players. anywhere. You can find well, them the anywhere. Thing. This is so, the thing. We've got a crap. round robin competition. Yeah, but how many teams? Did they say how many teams are in it? Not yet. Yeah, it no, sounds this, like this, this, is, this is pie in the sky stuff. Yeah, well, That's it's a moment. pie that can stay in the sky. Because if you've got an under-18s comp, you've got the VFL. So how many comps do you need? If you can't find a player out of any of those teams, mate, your recruiters aren't doing a, the, the right job. I, I well, don't. Okay. This is a what chance happened? to show these players. players. Do not speak to me like that. Jamie, they've got the whole year to talk. They've got the whole season. To, if they stand out through the season, they will be noticed. Don't you want to see the best no, of the, the best? Or the kids, a bit of bit of profile, and the kids coming in for, into competition. Isn't that the TAC? Why don't they show the TAC games or what it's now known as? I don't even know what it's called anymore. All right, I'm I'm not against it. More footy, I'm happy with. Around Robin, I'm happy with. I want to see because you get oh, those, 
The only thing that I would like about it, Jamie, and I reckon I might need to blow the whistle on myself here because I interrupted and I'm sorry, but if they did it after the grand final where that gap, if they ran it then as like a October, because it goes September, October, November, so if they did like an eight-week round robin, but you'd have to have something at the end. You'd have to have finals. You'd have to have a premiership. You'd have to have something. Even if, even if, it ran from the start of the finals. So you got maybe a 12-week season or something. It's got to have a crossover because I think an eight-week season or whatever he's saying here, I don't think that's enough. Make it a proper season, but then it leads into something towards the back end so people can see these players. There's just got to be – there has to be some incentive for it other than just seeing players. There's got to be some testicular fortitude behind it. There probably is. And Kawhi's big head, he's thinking about it. But, um, yeah. It's just something right. I thought. I thought it's not a bad time, but then people have raised the idea that I've raised the thing saying, "Well, listen, this during, um, you know, the um, WFA. Sorry, the women's football. This is during they play as well." Yeah, I know. And now you, I think it's it's getting too. And you got all complex. the cricket, all the cricket, too much, all of that thing. And yeah. he's only doing it for the kids. For the kids. Um, but he also did raise something interesting, Peps, as well. Another one I want to just, I want to just throw past you because this will, this will tie into our next talk about umpire descent, okay? Yeah. He's talking about the idea of maybe not needing goal umpires anymore. Oh, all right. Can we move on? I'm just saying. He's, it's no, not a bad no. idea. No, dog. It's stupid. Move Freedom on. Goal line technology. Proper money. All right. It doesn't umpire, work. A, it umpires, doesn't work. It doesn't descent. work. Umpire descent. Amy. I'll blow the whistle if again. You stick, if I see you stick your arms out at me one more time, I'm taking you to the goal line. <laughs> That's exactly right. Don't speak to me like that. Because it is. It's, I only saw it on the Friday night once. Yeah. But, geez, it looked unnatural, the support. You know, they, they're touching their chests or rubbing their hair they're like they've got dandruff or something. Ugh. It's nah. So, so basically, players being picked up for even just putting their arms out to even start pointing to the players to man that person, or if they speak and talk to the umpire and have a question for them, they're getting they're getting called for. Did fitness. anybody get done for doing that on the weekend? I didn't see I didn't see anyone personally get you know pointing out their teammate. But I just think if I was a player now, all these rules that I have to do is like going to primary school, and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Yep. But the fact I have to stand on the mark is a joke. And Brody Grundy did one yesterday when he went off the mark to kick. The player went instinctively and he said, now, that's because the umpire didn't call play on as soon as he went off his mark. That should be the rule. As soon as the player goes off their mark, it's play on. I've mentioned that. It's easy. You know when a player goes off their mark, you can tell. Not As soon as they change their feet, that is off their mark. Right, that's the first one. This protected zone is a crock of shit as well. Like players are not even impacting the person that they're walking past. They're chasing someone or whatever it would be. We've spoken about that one. That's another one that's a fast. I can't can't do the same show every week. Uh, I'm just saying, Jada. I'm just saying. Like, you brought it up. This is all. And you know what? The descent isn't coming from the players. It's coming from over the fence. That's where the descent comes from. Go to any junior game. The kids are cracking up a bit of a stink, but it's the feral parents who thinks their kids are going to be superstars when they're not, who need to grow up and start thinking about how their behavior... That's the behaviour that the kids are using as a template, not what the umpires are doing. Yeah. All right? Don't take the, the love out of the game, the, the, the characters out of the game. Because really... 
yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe some of the people on the, on our chat can jump in. But yeah, I'm I'm not for those old psycho things. But you know, we've seen the footage before of like. Old yeah, players getting the ball Jay, and smashing in the umpire's that was faces. Forty years ago, thirty oh, years no, ago. I don't want They've that. Moved on from that. I don't. But want if you that. put your hands up and you don't say something derogatory, I don't think there's an issue with that. There needs to be communication between the umpire and the players. That, that's what it's so, so, what are you saying? Are you saying it's gone too far? Umpires or players that taking too I far? Think it's gone too saying? far in the umpire's way. There's no middle ground. And the other issue that I have is them being mic'd up as well too, so they can't tell the player to, to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it was dropping the ball. Don't argue with me, all right? You got it? All right, let's move on. Yeah. It's unregulated and it's all interpretation, and that's the of problem. Course. And how I interpret it, like we're talking about the same subject, yet we interpret it two different ways. Mm-hmm. Imagine us as umpires. I'd let everything go, and you'd be blowing the whistle. You'd be, blow my whistle, baby. I'd be like, I'd be like Terry Crews on the dance floor and watch you. Exactly. Exactly right. Hey, do you know who's been on the dance floor so far this year and has been strutting his staff? Has been the rising star for round six, J-Dog. And who's that? This week we have got the blonde-headed bombshell himself, Jack Jennifer, and Zach Day Heroic. They've earned him a round six nomination for the NAB rising star. Now, Pepsi has played only how many games? Six. Oh, close. Ten. 10 AFL games, and he has absolutely killed it on one of the game's biggest stages on Monday, winning the Anzac medal in front of 84,000 fans. His five-goal performance saw the Pies sink arch-rival Essendon by 11 points to the MCG. So 19-year-old uh, was absolutely a thorn in the bomber's side all day, racking up 12 disposals, five marks, 355 metres. Pep's favourite statistic, metres gained. As a pie leveled their win loss ledger at three and three. So, Jack Ginnivan, well done on your win. Yeah, so the Anzac medal, uh, Jolly Michael saying the worst Anzac medalist ever. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's probably a, I could throw in maybe Mark McGough, if you remember him. So, it's not about him on the day, it's what he does with his career. Is he going to be one of these ones? Oh, do you remember in 2022 when? Ginnivan won the Anzac medal, the first of his six Anzac medals. Or will he be just like a fart in the wind? It's there for a moment, and then he'll never be heard of since. Or smelt. Does he have, does he have a basketball background until I care about? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All righty. Hey, that's around the grounds for you. Okay, uh, it's time to splash the cash, but unfortunately, uh, J-Dog. There's yeah. no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. There's no cash. We're not going to be splashing the cash. No contract news this week. So we're going to hold that one off until the week after. Rightio. Um, Question of the week, our Facebook question that we're going to be going into this week. We have a couple of weeks off. I've actually brought brought this one up because – You have. I have. It is what is your pet hate or pet peeve? Because there's got to be something in life that just shits you. And I have three. Okay. In AFL or just in life? In life. Here are the three. First one, reverse backer inners. Those dipsticks, if you're one of them, I'm sorry, but when you reverse park your car, it takes you twice as long as if you just drove it in frontwards, then drove it back out the other way. I'm sick and tired of waiting for you while you're back forward, back forward, back forward to try and get your big freaking Land Cruiser in reverse way. 
because it's easier to get out. Freaking sick and tired of it. Second one that I'm sick and tired of, and heaves me off more than anything, is the dickheads, and that's what you are, who put the shopping trolleys in the wrong section just so that they can get their one, two dollar coin back. And then you've got the trolley that doesn't fit into the trolleys because they put the wrong trolley for the wrong brand in the wrong section. Then I have to go 400 metres up to the next one and find exactly the same thing and then I'm stuck with this trolley and I can't get my dollar back. That shits me. And the third <laughs> one, which we've all experienced, is when you, you, you pull over to the side to let a car drive through and they don't give you the wave. Long weekends do it to you because everybody's out on the roads, everybody's out at the shops, and everybody's trying to freaking reverse park their car. And my dad, Trevor Pepper, big Trev, you're a you're a reverse backer, you're a backer in and I can't stand you for it. So there's my three pet peeves. And also the time it takes for umpires to go, can we nominate two ruckmen when there's two eight-foot blokes standing there? Pepper, what do you hate reverse parkers for? Like my car has got so many cameras. It is the easiest thing to do. And it takes me no time. I, well, good on you, but you still we have to wait for you while you do it because not everybody yeah. has your skill, Jamie. Not everyone can be ranked number 99, man. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, so they're my pet peeves. I want to see what your pet peeves are. We've had a couple coming through. Tori, the beautiful Tori. People eating loud. Chew with their mouth open. Oh, chewing with their mouth open. Or people who have chewies at 7.30 in the morning, chewing away. Pepsi, Pepsi. We know someone who used to like grunt when they ate. Remember that? <clears throat> we won't say who it is, but it was very surprising, this person. You would never have thought this person was that person. All right, buddy. We know this person from Pepsi. We can't even talk about it because... No. Forever hold out this. They're in the cone of science. All right, couple of last things to go. Hey, Jamie, one week at a time. What games are you looking forward to this Ooh, weekend? I knew you asked that question. I didn't even look. Hey, look, who's Melbourne playing? They're probably playing a real. Oh, no, we're playing, the, we're playing the Hawks team, this week. So we're oh, playing the Hawks this week. And um, can I just say I'm very much looking forward to it because the beautiful, the amazing, the wonderful Tory Vickery, Vicky Williams, is taking a moi and my turbo printers to the president's lunch at the game on the weekend. So we'll be hoity-toiting it up. So I'll be wearing a beautiful bag of fruit. And um, my amazing daughter is going to look sensational. So we can't wait for that one. But outside of that, I'm looking yes. forward to the Cats Frio game. Cats See Frio game. if Frio are the real deal. And if they can beat you along down there, strap yourselves in, Frio supporters. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Thursday night, Friday night's game, West Coast that- and Richmond. Okay. And I'm interested because I want to know Richmond are, Richmond are obviously on the decline. Yep. Where are West Coast as well? We know they're not great, but this one here, I just want to see where teams are at. Who gets the win? I'm interested to see because they're both it's had the a middle pretty- of the table, Jamie. It's not at the front. It's the middle of the table. That's where all the action happens. That's what I'm interested in. This game. It's good. It? It's good. It's we good. won't see Football. Dusty. Hey, Dusty's back. We won't see him, but Dusty's back. Is he going to do to Ben Simmons and say that he's playing but not playing? <laughs> I don't think so. I think so. Um, and Tori's also gone with Sydney versus the Lions. There's going to be a lot of flexing going on in that game. I can't believe your actual first game against someone good is 
eight rounds into the AFL. That is a shame on the AFL. They've played nobody. That is a shame on the AFL that you get the easiest run until round eight. We played you. We played you. We're terrible. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. So a couple of things to go over. Remember, get on the Facebook page and tell us what your pet peeve is. We want to hear it. Second thing is competition. If you want to win yourself a brand new AFL footy jumper of your choosing, non-signed, of course, get into the show notes. There will be a link down the bottom there for you to enter and win. Leave us a comment, uh, share a review, whatever you want. Get, let everybody know about the greatest AFL podcast this side Can of the Westgate. Can get my name and, and my number put on the back of the AFL jumper? Uh, they could, but that will diminish the value quite considerably. But hey, if you want J Dog number sixty nine, go for it. All right, it's ninety nine. Um, one hundred one. <laughs> one hundred one zero. I played against a guy whose number was zero. Really? Maybe Adelaide Crows went through that phase. But it wasn't where the zero, the one had been ripped off. It was a zero in the middle of the jumper. That's just like a high school reunion jumper, isn't it? Yeah, just a wanker. And um, and that's it. So there's our show, all done and dusted. For everybody who's tuned in, thank you very much. We can't do the show without you live every single week. More importantly, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast host, thank you. We're going to be back for tip out. I don't know if I'm going solo again. I'll find out from the great man, but you'll have to tune in to find out. But more importantly, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, thank you for being an absolute co-host with the most. You're an absolute superstar. But more importantly, I have to ask you, we do this every single week. Jamie Wallace of the Lace Out Podcast after review of week six. How do you want your footy. I want it lace out, Peps. And so do I, big fella. Have a great weekend. Hope your team wins. See you this time next week. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Lace Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it, face out.